0: The beginning of a new year is always a wonderful time to look back over the past year and to identify accomplishments, what you're thankful for, and what you plan to bring forward into the new year, and then also to think about what you've got planned for the new year. So I'd like to share a little bit with you about my last year and also what I've got planned for this year. When I think about last year, I'm really excited about the fact that we still have fabulous, wonderful clients, people I enjoy working with, and people with whom I can see an impact. Also, we added a few clients to our roster last year as well. So that's pretty exciting is to have wonderful clients in the Business for Trans Leadership. We also last year made a number of changes to our podcast format. One commitment we made last year was to move from one guest episode per month to two guest episodes per month. At the time, this seemed like a very daunting proposition. However, we succeeded and we actually had a minimum of two guest episodes per month throughout the entirety of last year. And we are so thankful for the wonderful guests that we've had on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you were a guest, thank you so much for joining me on The Voice of Leadership and Dr. Karen Speaks Leadership. If you also referred someone as a guest, thank you so much. So keep in mind, we are still... Promoting guest episodes into this year. So, if there's someone you'd like to recommend, feel free to do so. We're always looking for executives who are Christians and who are living out their Christian faith in a secular context. That's our ideal guest. Sometimes we do have other people on the show. Not everyone is someone of Christian faith. And we often will think that they have something of value as well to share with us. So we can look beyond the ideal guest and consider others as possibilities as well. So thank you again if you were a guest, thank you if you refer to guest, and thank you if you're thinking of guest for this upcoming year. We also made a commitment last year to increase the Christian nature of our programming on the podcast, and we certainly did do that. We doubled down on the Christian messaging, and I'm very thankful that that was something that we were able to achieve. I also added last year a Wednesday social media post, and we successfully got that done on Wednesdays. Very often, it's a short post, not very long. Often it includes a video, and those videos are typically two minutes long or less, ideally. And they may reflect something that's been going on in the podcast or other subjects and other topics that we'll cover in the social media post. We also increased our visibility in a lot of ways The YouTube site has been populated even more with the podcast, and so that's another way for you to listen and to get the content, and that way you can even see the guest. You could also see me if you look at it on YouTube. We also... Had coverage with iHeartRadio, and we're very thankful that we've been able to be featured on iHeartRadio as well as on our television network. So just know that you can consume this content in a variety of different ways. On a personal note, Last year, I also came out of quarantine, and as many of you know, I stayed in quarantine a lot longer than the average person because I am a high-risk person, and so I had to really stay away from the danger that was out from the COVID-19 virus and so on. Very thankful that in coming out of quarantine, starting with my first hotel stay in March, then first flights in May, and so on. Had some business travel, had some personal travel, and delighted that my husband and I, for the most part, stayed safe coming out of quarantine. We did have a little bit of a short bout with a minor virus, and then we recovered, and I have been building up my immune system since that time. So, so thankful that we're both healthy, And that we are still out of quarantine. So this past year, I also started what I would call a hybrid work schedule. Prior to that, it was all working remotely and working on Zoom and other platforms similar to that. And so in this past year, I did start coming out to go to client sites again, both locally and also out of town as well and continued some remote work too. So a little bit of both. So somewhat of a hybrid aspect. Something else I'm really excited to report for this past year is although in 2021, I did receive fellow status in the American Psychological Association, it was awarded to me by my professional Association in 2022 in the early part of the year. So that's something I'm very excited about and I have focused mostly on my contributions to the area of ethics and continue to be a member of the Ethics Committee of the Society for Consulting Psychology. You may hear more of that ethics related programming uh, this year as I'm going to cover a few more aspects of that as well. On a personal note, my husband and I celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary this past year, and we went on a couple of marriage retreats, one related to the organization of Halftime, and we did have Dean Nawolney as a guest from Halftime as well. And then we also went on a duet retreat at Glen Erie Conference Center here in Colorado Springs. So we are looking at What is God calling us to do in this 35th year and seventh decade of our lives as well? So that's an exciting time for us. There were a lot of different directions that we went in for last year, and we succeeded at everything that we put our minds to do for the past year. In one case, we were working on some new directions, and we were thinking about how we might accomplish that. And I started off in one approach, in one way, and then I just felt like God was saying, no, I think you should go a different way. And as I was praying about that and looking at it and thinking about what I really should do, the Lord prompted me to consult with my husband And in the consultation with him, he confirmed what I was also hearing in my spirit. And so we made some changes to what we were going to do, not so much the what, rather the how we were going to do it. And so sometimes you do have to shift a little bit because God might lead you in a different way or in a different direction. Nevertheless, and through all of that, there was still an abundance of success. And I'm so delighted because the word for last year was abundance. and it was taken from John 10:10 10, 10, where Jesus says, "I have come, that they might have life and more abundantly." And certainly that did happen last year. On all fronts, we were able to walk in God's abundance for the year. And for that, we are also incredibly thankful. So what I'd like to share with you now are the goals that we have for 2023 for this year. And one of the goals that we have is we were doubling down on our messaging and what we're planning to do for clients going forward. And especially since we're highlighting executive clients and especially those who are people of faith working in secular context. Now, we're still working with clients who are not necessarily Christian executives. They are people who have deeply held values that they consider important and sacred as well. And we're also still working with Christian executives who may be in Christian ministries or in other places besides the secular for-profit global corporation. Nevertheless, our sweet spot and our target market primarily are those Christian executives who are working in large corporations in a secular context. With that in mind, this year we will refresh our website and our social media presence to really reflect the work that we are doing in this space of Christian executives who are in a secular environment. So stay tuned. Take a look at the website, see the changes that we'll start to make probably beginning in the first quarter of this year. We will also continue in this year the podcast guests that we have in the same general format for the program as we have been doing up to this point. We're also planning to hire a new team member, and this new team member will come alongside me to take over some of the day-to-day operational tasks that I've been involved in right now to free me up for more strategic approaches and to focus on our client delivery a little bit more if some of those operational things are taken off of my plate as well. And I think this is wonderful because those of you who are my clients and know how I work, you know that I always say, if you're going to scale your business, you're going to outgrow some of the things that you do, and you need to bring in other people to do those activities so you can take on a more strategic lens going forward. Same thing's true for me and my business, and so we're doing that as well. And when we hire this new team member, which hopefully will be soon, in this first quarter, this will free me up to do a couple of things I've been really excited about. One is we are planning to offer one or more CEO roundtables this year. And what that means is we're going to bring together some corporate executives, particularly CEOs and organizations around current topics. What is it? that CEOs need to focus on this year in order to be successful. And in this space with peers in a virtual setting, we will share some best practices and talk about what success looks like in this new year. We also this year hope to add a couple of additional clients to our roster as well as we're making room For a couple of new people. So if you're interested in hearing more about how we can help your business to move forward, to scale your business, to put in place effective and appropriate succession plans, then please give me a call. If you are an executive, if you are a CEO leader of a business and you want To spend some time focused on crafting that future for you, even if it means transitioning to a place of retirement or a new organization or resourcing your current organization and culture to meet the needs of the future. So, any of those aspects, feel free to let me know and to get in touch. Also, I did some interviews some time ago with Christian leaders who are marketplace ministry leaders, as I call them. They're working in the work environment, and they have a Christ-centered perspective. And I'd love, finally, this year to write the article that's related to those interviews so that it can be a contribution to those of you who are of Christian faith, and you want to see what other people are experiencing, what they're doing, what's working for them, and how they're navigating some of the challenges in the workplace. So look for that article to come out sometime this year, and that's what adding an additional team member will allow me to accomplish. Also this year, on a personal note, in terms of getting out again, this will be the first time I'm going to a larger event. I hope to attend one or two major conferences this year and continue to stay physically healthy while doing so. So the word for this year, and you know I always have a word for the year, and this year the word is possibilities. And I want to talk about what that means when I say possibilities. It's the whole notion that with God, all things are possible. In the last several years, we had one year where the word was vision. Another year when the word was impact. A third year when the word was abundance. And I mentioned last year that VIA, Vision Impact and Abundance, stands for VIA, which is like a route or roadway. So VIA, and through that roadway, we have come to possibilities. God has been very good to us in manifesting the vision, making it happen, letting that vision have impact in the lives of our clients and producing abundance for our clients and also for us. And now, when we get to possibilities, we are talking about those things that only God can do with His power. It is those activities that might feel impossible, and yet with God, They are possible. And I'm thinking back to Jeremiah, the 32nd chapter, starting in verse 27, when God was making it clear that his people were going to go into Babylonian captivity. And he said, I am capable of doing this, of allowing you to go into captivity, although you feel like you are successful and you are immune from going into captivity. More importantly, God said, I am also capable of bringing you back. And it's going to look like things are dreadful and like you can't get back. However, I will bring you back to your land. I will bless you, is what he was telling Judah, even though they were going into Babylonian captivity. So he had Jeremiah to purchase land, to have a written deed for that land, as even just a picture that they were going to return. So what's impossible for other people is not impossible for God. And he said to them, is anything too hard for me? And of course, the answer is no. And if we come into the new covenant, we find that in Mark, the 10th chapter, Jesus is talking about those who are rich and the fact that many times it's hard for them to come to him and to come into the kingdom of God, because they have so many other distractions. And so he said, it's really difficult for a rich man to come and be a part of God's kingdom. So his disciples said, well, if that's the case, who can be saved? And so Jesus was saying to them, well, with man, this is difficult. However, with God, all things are possible. So, he let them know that he was able to make it happen, even if other people were not able to make it happen. So, when I think about this year, there are some plans we have, some objectives, some places we want to go, impacts we want to have that in our own strength and power would be impossible. However, we know that Jesus has all power and authority. That's been given to him by the father and he is the vine. And as we abide in him, we have his power to carry out his work through us on the earth. And so, therefore, these possibilities are truly possible because of God and who God is. So stay tuned and we'll keep you posted on the great things That God does in this new year. Now I want to share with you what I would call some general lessons from what we're talking about today that apply to you and your business as you are planning for this year as well. So here's what works. Here's what we have road tested and found that works. And I think you will find that it works too. So number one, Decide what it is that you really want to do. Put a stake in the ground. Claim that territory for this year. And we've claimed the things that we want to do this year with the website refresh, with the kinds of guests that we're pursuing for the podcast, for the new hire that we're making in the business at a high level to really assist with our scaling and growth the CEO roundtables we've planned, new clients that we're about to bring in, the article that I'm excited about writing this year, and also the various conferences and activities that we plan to participate in as well. So decide what you want to do. State what it is that you want to do. Put a stake in the ground about it. Then number two, Create a plan to make each of those things happen. And I would encourage you to really focus on three to five things max as the big rocks for your year. Anything more than that, it may be difficult, it may be distracting, you might not get anything done. However, you can accomplish three to five major activities in a year and you'll have to plan it. Not only will you plan it, and have almost like a project manager type of plan in place so that you have milestones along the way, you have interim goals along the way. Each month, you know what you're doing to advance that plan. That's how we achieve the things that we achieved last year, and we're planning to use that methodology again this year. Number three, as you're making the plans and you're assigning timelines, and you're looking at it monthly, you're looking at it quarterly and annually, remember to assign personnel to carry out all of those pieces. In my business, I have other people who do the work, the day-to-day work of this business. It would be impossible for me to do everything myself, and I don't attempt to do everything myself. So other people have roles, responsibilities, and jobs that they are assigned to make sure that collectively we are successful. Then I would say number four would be to stay in tune with God about whatever's been planned. Stay in tune with God through prayer, through Bible meditation, through fellowship with his saints in corporate worship settings and in other settings and counsel with godly people. As I mentioned, there are people in my company who are godly people, there are friends and associates that are around me, and my spouse, my husband, is a key person with whom I will often counsel, and especially if something's not clear. And in this past year, he was one of those important counselors to really confirm that I might need to do something I was planning to do in a different way. And so make sure that you stay in tune with God and with those counselors around in your situation, which leads to number five, then, to be willing to shift and to be willing to change as God refines and in some cases gives new direction along the way. So you want to have some flexibility Not be rigid about the how, because sometimes God will shift and change the how, and sometimes he'll give you opportunities that you didn't foresee and didn't imagine on the front end of the year. And most of all, I would say, live in an attitude of gratitude, because God is always blessing And no matter what we are losing, no matter what the challenges might be, there's always blessing too. And he wants us to pay attention to that, to see the blessing, and to be in that attitude of gratitude. So as we're closing today, I want to just share the reading from Mark the 10th chapter that relates to possibilities for this year and what we've committed to. And so I'm going to start the reading at verse 23 of Mark, the 10th chapter. And it says Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And then they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel's who shall not receive a hundredfold, now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Now a few things I want to point out here. He didn't say that it was just impossible for rich people to come into the kingdom. There's an important nuance here. He said for those who trust in riches. That's the hard part. And prior to this whole incident, Jesus had been talking to the rich young ruler who wanted to know how he could enter into the kingdom of God, and he thought that he had done everything that there was to do. But Jesus knew that this rich young ruler trusted in his riches, and so he had told him to sell everything he had, give to the poor, and then come and follow him. And the rich man went away sad, and this is what occasioned Jesus' conversation with his disciples. Now, God blesses us with the riches. That's not the problem. And he intends, when he does bless us with the world's goods, with earthly goods, that we would use it to benefit the kingdom and use it to benefit other people. However, our trust is not in the riches. Our trust is in the one who provides them, in God himself. And that's where the rich young ruler had a problem. And so what he's saying is, Though these things may be impossible with man and with men, God is able to bring each person to himself. And so we want to keep that in mind. We want to remember to trust in the one who is the giver of all good things and not trust in the things themselves as we are heading into this new year. And I also want to remind us of something that we've talked about before and that Jesus mentions in Matthew, the 11th chapter, starting with verse 28. And he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly. In heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And this is the part I want to focus on. Whatever is on your agenda for this year, whatever God has put on your heart and ordained for you to accomplish in this year, it is not a heavy yoke or hard burden. It is easy because you are yoked in the yoke with God himself. And God is all power. He has all strength and ability. So though you are in a yoke to do some work, he, through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son, is carrying all the weight in that yoke. And that is is really good news, and that is what makes the impossible possible. That's what allows us to be able to say that the word possibilities, that's the word of the year, is we're not doing this work in our own strength. We're being resourced supernaturally from God, and you too can be resourced Supernaturally from God. He desires to resource you supernaturally. So that means trusting in him, relying on him to give the guidance and the direction for your new year and relying on him for the strength and the power to accomplish all that he ordains for and through you. So have a wonderful year live in gratitude, and live in possibilities that are impossible for men. Yet all things are possible for our supernatural God. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me,